Um, hi everyone, welcome back to um, 20 Minute Marketing. Today we have a very exciting guest. She is the first international guest on the podcast, so she's speaking to us from overseas, which is really exciting. Um, just firstly, obviously going to thank her for our time. Um, yeah, and I'm really excited to get started, so I'm going to let her introduce herself to you all. Hi Liam, thanks for inviting me and for the opportunity to talk about the importance of being customer-centric. Uh, my name is Claudia Schalax, and I have over 25 years of international experience in marketing and communication. I've worked for Fortune 500 companies to small boutiques and in a variety of industries and countries. And with my present uh, adventure, Bridge to More, which I founded uh, in 2011, I helped small business owners to get better results with the marketing they already have in place so that they can see the effects within 90 days. And one of the things you talk about, um, one of the things you do is all about learning your customer. And we're really going to dive into that in the main context, context of the episode. Um, so I think, yeah, let's get started. Thanks for introducing yourself. And we will be talking about um, some of your best tips and practices just in a moment. I'm looking forward. <laughs> So yeah, let's dive into the main part of the podcast, which is all about your role, your ideas and marketing in 2019. One of the key things that I uh, was brought to my attention, both in your introduction and from myself following your company, is that you mentioned about you help, cust uh, you help companies uh, with their marketing in a 90-day period. How do you get everything covered so quickly how how is that achievable well the first thing that i do is that i focus on what's going well and if, and you see what then we ask ourselves how can we strengthen that when you map map it out then you see the gaps and in my experience usually the the problem at the core is that entrepreneurs didn't uh, devote enough time to get to know their customer or to understand their customer inside out so it's not only the demographics and the psychographics, but also their dreams, their aspirations, uh, how their life or their work uh, is affected by not solving the problem. How do they describe the problem and how do they envision the solution? So when you devote enough time, and it's a tedious job, I must, must admit, but when you devote the time to do this, uh, you get a real good picture, an intimate picture of your customer. And that is at the base of your marketing, because once you have a clear a picture of your customer, you can better design your services. Your signature uh, product or service should be created around your customer. Your message is also uh, in function of your customer. And all your communication pieces should be in function of your customer. So getting to know your customer really facilitates the marketing that follows. Where are you going to publish? What are you going to talk about? Which topics will you bring forward? And usually getting to know your customer also answers the question, why am I getting the wrong customers? How can I uh, have a conversation with my customers that is focused on value and not on money, etc., etc. So it, it really uh, 
is at the core of your marketing. And it's not only small business owners who skip this step. It's also large corporations who assume that they know their customer. And you, in marketing, you shouldn't operate on assumptions. So you really need to devote time to get to know your customer. And since we are in the, in the age of internet, all this information is available. So you can either go to your, uh, to your clients or find it out on the internet. Absolutely. And I think we're, we're in an era now where companies are able to find out what platforms their co customers are using, where they're looking, where they're searching. Whereas 10, 20 years ago, you, you only really had your billboards, your direct mail and those sort of alternatives. But now there's no really, there's really no excuse for those, any company really to not be able to target their customers in a way that is going to be most effective. Yes. Uh, Definitely, internet has really uh, changed the way we market our business. And uh, for for starting companies, small and business owners, and also large brands, the the internet brings you an array of possibilities. But um, you have to be wise in how you're going to use your resources, and you can't shoot uh, in all directions because that would be a very bad use of your resources, your time, and definitely you will not get results. So connecting back to the customer, um, when you see and you know where your customer is, where, where can you find your customer uh, and how to reach them, you can also define the platform that works best for you and for your customer. That being said, it's very important that you just use social media as an amplifier of your message and that in your strategy, you look for ways to generate traffic to your website because these platforms can be here today and gone tomorrow, or they can change the rules and the terms and conditions, and you will have no, um, no platform, no public, no, no, no audience. So whatever you do, make sure you have a good balance in your marketing combination. And that's, um, that's another very important thing, is that you need to connect the dots in your marketing. And that's also my approach. Every piece of marketing you have is connected with each other. So your customer is connected to your message, is connected to your business goals, is connected to your products and services. Um, your message is connected to, to your customer, is connected to the platforms you're going to use, is connected to what are you going to do to be found. And this can be uh, as simple as keywords, as uh, search engine optimization, but also where are you going to uh, deliver your message. So every piece of marketing interacts with each other. And as soon as one is out of, uh, of place, your whole marketing will start uh, to underperform. So it's very important that you see marketing as those, uh, you know, as a line that you, where you have to connect the dots. And I think one of the key words that you said there that stood out for me is balance in a sense that you don't have to be on every platform all the time, nine to five, 24 hours a day or whatever, but you do need to find enough spread where you're able to reach your customers across different ways and different means, but without doing too much and ending up spreading yourself too, too um, thin. thinly on each yes, one. I fully yeah. agree with you. And in addition to that balance or another element you should bring into the equation of that balance is what is your marketing communication style? Because if you're not a writer and, and you don't like to blog, 
basing your marketing into block writing is already be doomed from the very beginning. So if you are more uh, like, a, like an extrovert, you will have different marketing strategies and tactics that will work for you, like videos, like podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. But if you're more like an introvert or a person-to-person uh, mark, uh, entrepreneur, you will need to find marketing strategies that work for you and that make your marketing sustainable because marketing is a long game. You need to have patience to plant the seed and to harvest. It's, there, there are no quick solutions in marketing and there are no one-size-fits-all uh, ideas in marketing. You need to find the balance between who you are as an entrepreneur or as a brand and the people you're trying to reach to solve their problem. Yeah, absolutely. I think people need to, I think it's obviously common knowledge for, for people in the industry, but it does take time and it can be a slow burner. And things like moving up organic rankings and all those factors um, in terms of SEO, they all take they time They definitely well. take time. Um, and in yeah. SEO, uh, it's not only uh, finding the right keywords, but it's also the search intent, which is where in your customer journey is your customer? Are they ready to make a decision? And are they just informing themselves? Are they comparing? So all this information we've been talking comes up when you do a very careful and thorough uh, study of your customer. So then again, it's boring work. I have to admit, I have to drag my clients when we do understanding your customer. But in the end, it, it's a mind and a treasure cove of data that you can use to create your messages, uh, to, to def- uh, design your services for every marketing and business decision you're going to do. Yeah, once you have that initial data, then it makes life yeah. so much easier for the rest of your existence. Yeah, and almost. you wouldn't believe, Liam, it's incredible how large companies also forget to do this work, really. It's, uh, I can give you... So many examples. Um, let's hear them, if you don't mind. Maybe a good one. Well, I'm going to give. Now um, that you're mentioning it, you I'm going to give you one that has that started very badly and then they corrected along the way. Uh, and it's very recent. On March 3rd, a tornado devastated Lee County in Alabama, in the U.S. And meteorologists had warned of severe weather days in advance, and forecasters uh, monitored the area very closely. Uh, sending warnings as soon as individual tornadoes were detected. Even so, uh, over 20 people died. Lee County has a high number of mobile homes, and these homes are less able to withstand high winds. And research showed that mobile home residents would follow the general guidance um, for taking shelter in a tornado, which is to get to an interior room in the lowest floor or in the basement of your house. And the problem is the recommendation for what to do in a mobile home is different, is to get out and go to an underground shelter. So these folks need to be alerted differently and a much earlier stage in order to give them the time to go and seek protection. So as you see, the answer to this problem, which is uh, how can we be so good in forecasting uh, weather and and still uh, having a dead toll, is in understanding not only the storms, but also how the people and the impact of income, class, ethnicity, culture, and most of all, how differently we react to hazards. 
So in the case of Lee County, uh, they need alerts that not only describe the weather, but also take into account human demographics and psychology and provide the right message to the right people. And you can only do that when you take the time to understand your customer. Yeah, absolutely. You can't just assume that customers are going to react a certain way or do a certain yeah. thing. So. so this is a very interesting um, example. You know, the, the uh, weather, um, I, now I can't come with a name, but it's uh, the weather organization in the U.S. It's a large organization. They have budget yeah. and everything, and still they miss the mark. Yeah, and it just shows that companies, even on the highest and largest scale, can still ultimately miss what their customers want or yes, who they are. And it's because the customer is at the very base of your marketing. So it doesn't matter how large or small company you are, the basics are the same. It's the customer, it's the message, and it's your offer. Uh, just want to sort of touch and elaborate on what you said about connecting the dots and how you structure it. So if, for example, a company sits down with you and they want to learn who their customers are, how do you sort of approach the different steps well, or what, uh, usually, what would you do to find out who they really I are? What I do is that I, um, I hear what, the, uh, what they say the problem is. So, for instance, um, they can say, uh, we, my clients have different expectations or I'm not happy with the projects I have or um, my, my customers are price sensitive or I have low engagement rates. So depending on how companies uh, or my clients describe their problem, I know where to look first. And usually it's a problem that you can bring back to customer. So what I do is if they have clients already, I help them to survey their clients with very concrete questions. And then we tabulate your questions. But what happens when you don't have clients? Where do you go to find that information? You know? That was, yeah, that was going to be my question. What if somebody has a very small amount of clients or they're just starting up and they're not really sure? Yes, or you um, can have clients but not data. the right clients or you can have clients and... Yeah, or the wrong Or you clients, can have clients yeah. and thinking of moving to a different uh, kind of service so the clients you have now won't help you to do your preparation work. So what I recommend yeah. here is that you, you use social media. Um, you use social listening which is uh, what people in different groups, communities, or forums are saying, and read the words they use to define their problem. And also pay attention to what they are not saying. Um, check uh, on Amazon and uh, check for books or titles in the area you're trying to work and see uh, what is people writing in the reviews. Um, you know, I was looking for a solution to this and I found that this book uh, illustrated this and this point. So that's also a way for, uh, for, for you to fish out information from the internet. You can also go to Google Trends. You can also use Quora, uh, which is an, an underused platform that uh, helps you to your organic grow, but also helps you to know what is your customers expect from your company. Yeah, I think Quora is a platform that hasn't even been mentioned or touched on yet. I, I'm not sure if everyone sees how much value it can offer, um, but sometimes you find yourself lost on there, just like looking at questions and finding out all different types of information that you never really knew that you needed. Yes, and the other thing is um, you have to put limits as at uh, how 
you're going to work uh, to find this information because you can fall into a rabbit hole of searching and one search takes you to another, 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 and you end up with a pile of information. You don't know what to do with it. So as you start your research, you need to categorize what you're finding. For instance, uh, where I looked for this information, what is the topic, what is people complaining about, and what is people looking for? And you put it in three columns. And as, as you start your research, you immediately start to categorize your information, you know, and, and put a limit. Uh, Say, like, I'm yeah. going to check five books or I'm going to check five topics within Quora or I'm going to check uh, three communities. And if you go to communities, make sure that you have communities with a significant amount of members, but also with significant activity. Because then again, you can have few members, but if the members are engaged, uh, that's, of course, much more valuable than having a large number of members that are not uh, not engaged. Correct. Yeah, Um, I think just in terms of keeping it into the 20 minute structure, a bit of a summary on the main topics is find out who your customers are even if it takes a little bit or a long time to research it and the long-term benefits will be huge for your company going forward. I don't know if there's anything to summarize that you want to add for this section. And uh, try to, um, to uh, validate your, your questionnaires with, uh, with surveys. Even if you don't have clients, you can put a survey out to the public and, uh, and collect your information there. So whatever you find there, try to validate it. And then again, we live in a digital world. If what you're writing doesn't work, you can change it quickly. Correct, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're just gonna move on to topic three, which is a little bit of graduate advice. I found that it can help both graduates and students and also people who are employing those. Um, there's hopefully some insights to be learned. So. We'll move on to that in just a couple of moments. And finally, just to wrap it up, as usual, I'm going to be asking for a little bit of graduate advice. Um, As mentioned, it can help graduates and current students, but also sometimes employers who don't really know what they should be looking for. So first of all, my first question is specifically related towards graduates. And that's what do you think that they could do to try and stand out besides just getting their degree or master's or qualifications? Well, what I think uh, that graduates should uh, look, um, do to stand out is really study the market they want to, to join, which companies they want to join and do their homework before they contact these companies and see how their skills and their knowledge can be of service to this company. So going back to the very topic of this conversation to do their customer uh, understanding job and, and see how, and be not discouraged by rejection or you know, the lack of experience because uh, so many times you have people who uh, you know, has wonderful qualifications and grades and then they go out to the real life and they don't know how to make use of what they have. So I think it's it's knowing yeah, how to use yeah. what you know. I think like myself is even a good example for that. I finished my master's degree January 2018, but finished, finished studying September 2017. So around about almost 18 months ago now. And I only got my 
first major market in job four months ago. So it took me over a year to get to where my foot needed to be in terms of entering the marketing world. Um, so it's not just going to not necessarily just going to happen overnight. No, and I think another um, decision that you maybe can't do at an early stage, but you should keep your uh, your radar uh, alert on it, is if you want to uh, become a generalist or a specialist. And in, in this age where we are, Liam, that uh, technology is spanning out uh, new things practically every day, and lots of shiny objects it is very time consuming to remain up to speed on developments. So if you decide like me to remain a generalist, you need to know that you will devote a quite amount of time to keep track of the developments. And if you decide to become yeah. a specialist, um, do so, but always remember that everything is connected and your specialization is not isolated. So it will be affected or uh, improved by the other things that are, that are happening around this specialization. So it, nothing is isolated. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is a great point to consider for everyone in all industries and job titles. Um, and then just going to wrap it up with one final question. So if you were hiring a graduate or someone with not necessarily a great deal of experience, what would you look for? besides um, technical knowledge or, again, qualifications? Um, what I would look is for somebody who's open to learn and uh, that has common sense, but above all, the ability to solve problems. You know, what happens on a day that you don't have a computer or the internet is not working? Uh, what else can you do with things that are not technology? Because the problems pop up every day uh, in every sphere. So you need to, to be multi-talented. It's not only limiting your knowledge to technology, but using, using that knowledge. It's how, how are you going to use Absolutely. that knowledge? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, we have just about run out of time. I think we are a minute or two over the 20 minutes, but um, it was two minutes extra of learning. So thanks for being a great guest and I hope people really enjoy this episode because I know I'm going to take a lot out of it. Thank you so very much for inviting me, Liam, and I look forward Not to more problem. podcasts with other guests as well. <laughs>